Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is June the 12th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good on this Monday, um, Monday evening. Yes, that's, that's, that is the time and the place for me. That is the atmosphere. Um, overall, pretty good day. No complaints. Well, I will say I've had this brooding vibe today, and maybe it's just because, you know, just me looking at the news I look at, and, you know, the things kind of fall on my plate, but I was, like, listening to this story about this uh, guy, and he, I guess he says that um, the story of uh, American History X or whatever was based off of him, because he's, like, a reformed, uh, like, neo-Nazi, and it just, it just had me fucking thinking, it had me in my bag a little bit, and I'm just like... Yo, like getting yourself to that point and, and, and as a human being is just so wild. You can just get yourself to like to hate that much. I don't know. I'm kind of starting off the podcast very heavy here. I know the vibes. It's like, why, why are you fucking it up? I thought you were good. I am good. But, you know, this is just things in my mind. And this is this is the block part, I guess. I don't fucking know. But, man, I mean, obviously, like at least this was good to hear a reformed person's story of it. Um, that doesn't involve getting curbed, <laughs> you know, neat, awesome. But, um, it, it just has me thinking just like how constant that is. And there might be some news that we wind up covering this week that maybe you know, get into some, some details and guts on that. Why it's a little bit relevant, at least in the news sense this week, but it, it's just a constant life thing. Like living as a black person, you think about that shit a lot. And then just also just some other shit. It's just also fuck transphobes. Like, I remember when that was such a small part of the conversation at large, and it just feels like uh, lately there's like this new wave of just like gay trans panic, like people just freaking out. Like I've covered some of it, you know, on this podcast, but just just day in, day out, hearing these little stories online, he, seeing these people go absolutely insane talking like oh you're a groomer if you do this or that and it's like bro you're literally just talking about people existing like you're a groomer for just having an identity change like it just doesn't make sense it's 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 wild as fuck to me so yeah fuck white supremacists fuck transphobes um food corner it's light i have my little mexican rice and beef bowl i will say um a little bit of beverage talk um, I learned as of lately, recently, I, cause I'm dumb, whatever, I don't know, but, um, I've been having this issue cause like I have a coffee, I have a creamer, um, and when I was going to mix it, it, you know, I'd mix it up, I taste it, I'm like, okay, yeah, good coffee, we did it, all right, and then I'd sit it down and then I'd notice how it was like, like the cream was like separating and I'm like, what is happening? Like... And I was immediately thinking, like, oh, is this creamer bad? Like, this must be bad creamer. And so I looked it up, and apparently they go, they gave me the yada, yada, yada of, like, why it's curdling. And um, essentially, once I hear curdle, I'm immediately turned off. Because essentially, you're just, like, saying, oh, like, it's bad then. And it's like, oh, it, it, yada, yada, yada. There's the acidity of your coffee. It makes it do it more or whatever. And I'm just like, this is turning me off. So anyway, um, short story long, 
I feel like I'm in my black coffee era unless I'm like ordering from a coffee place. Like, I don't know. I, I tried it the other day. I, I've done black coffee before. Um, it always just feels like I'm trying hard when I drink it. Like I'm forcing myself to like it. But I added a little bit more sugar to kind of compensate. And uh, that kind of helped, kind of made it go down a little bit better. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of bummed because, yes, I'm a creamer guy. I'm a creamer boy. Sorry. I'm not sorry. But um, it sucks that I'm buying all this creamer and literally it'll sit for like, what, like a week and a half and then it's over? It's over for it? Like, man, fuck. <laughs> what's, a, what's a guy to do in this economy? Um, all right. I've done enough uh, whining and moaning. Um, I'm going to take my Classico break and then we can get into some real news um not that um white supremacists and transphobes are not news because they are trying hard but you know news of the day news of the cycle uh as of this episode as i see fit All right. All right, Maine. From USA Today. Excuse me. 13 shot, stabbed, hit by vehicles at Syracuse, New York block party, authorities say. <coughs> at least 13 people were injured at a large block par- uh, pop-up block party in Syracuse, New York, um, early Sunday. Officers responded to a call of shots fired just after midnight and found a crowd of hundreds of people. People have been shot, stabbed, or struck by vehicles fleeing the scene. Um, this definitely makes me think that, like, there was at least some with, like, the vehicles part that was probably, like, just a pandemonium, like, just people freaking out, scared, uh, just the chaos of the moment. I don't know what is the cause, the motivations, and the suspects. Sadly, that is that information is not available yet. Um, hopefully though they, you know, can track down that, that, cause I, you know, just this much chaos, um, and damage is just like, it, it's crazy. It's scary. Um, but I will say that the silver lining, I don't believe that there was any loss of life. So that's good. Um, everyone is expected to survive, but, um, let's see the 13 known victims included three males and 10 females ranging between the ages of 17 and 25 and they are all expected to survive so like i said that's the good news of this but um i do love that they go out of the way in the article to kind of say that like oh this um event was like promoted on social media but it they didn't have a permit like no fucking dip they didn't have a fucking permit um essentially it was like kind of a mix of High school kids, kids who are graduated high school, college kids coming back home. So just like a bunch of people just hanging out, partying, um, you know, fucking summer vibes type shit. Um, another thing that was interesting to note is that there's like gun detection software that exists that can um, notice how many shots like have been fired in an area. I was like, God damn, that's pretty fucking neat. I guess neat, but I mean... 
also crazy to think about the situations that have to transpire and transpire and transpire that makes this technology like you know necessary because you know we're not going to change the way we are and so therefore we have to have this technology huh it's it's crazy it's crazy the wonders that we will make um but yeah i mean hopefully there's some more news that comes out of this i would like to maybe get a period on the sentence but definitely good to know that you know despite all the the craziness there's no loss of life i'm always happy to cover a story where nobody dies everybody lives those are dope those are dubs we are now treating those as dubs <laughs> all right let's go ahead and move along uh from the associated press one dead after tu- tour boat capsizes an erie canal uh erie canal water tunnel cave in lockport new york so double dose of new york stories today um, I, I don't know how you guys feel about caves, how you guys, gals, MBs. Me, I'm not a big cave guy. I, uh, I, I think I've been in a cave once. We have like a cave area in this tri-state area where I live. Uh, as a kid, I think we did like a field trip or something there. It was neat, but I realized it was dark. It was damp. Um, the idea of bats were not too enticing, even though I didn't really have my, negative vibes on bats until later on in life um that's a whole other story but um overall bats are okay i just you know i don't want to deal with a bat i don't want to tussle with a bat again okay um so yeah i'm not a cave guy is what i'm trying to get at here so the idea of a cave tour while it could be neat once i saw the picture the picture i put up in the thumbnail i wish it was a higher res but it was just so narrow and you're in this little flat boat, I'm like, no shot. You're not getting me on that boat. I, I, people are probably paying for that. No, thank you. But um, let's get into the story. One person was killed and multiple people were sent to local hospitals after a boat capsized Monday during a tour of an underground cavern system built to carry water from the Erie Canal beneath the western New York City of Lockport. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it sounds neat, but, um, I would not want to get caught in this situation. Um, I guess like it became unbalanced and then capsized and, uh, there was 29 people on board this flat bottom boat. Um, and, uh, you know, people were able to, you know, some people were able to get themselves to safety Rescue crews did have to, I think, burrow into the cave a bit to, like, make a hole to get in to help people. But they were able to get everybody out. Um, The water was, like, really cold, given that it was, like, cave water, I guess. I don't know. Um, But, uh, actually, let me not talk like I'm some fucking scientist, like, oh, all cave water is cold. And some fucking scientist is going to listen, like, Isaiah, no. (laughs) So, but this water was really, really cold. And um, so people, you know... We're getting wrapped up, you know, sent to the hospital, you know, get treated, checked up. Um, but yeah, there was one person who died, uh, but I think everyone else, you know, non-life-threatening injuries. So that's that's good. Once again, I mean, not the greatest, obviously, um, you know, given the circumstances. But yeah, I mean, I, what can you do? You, you got to live life. If you want to go into a cave and, and do that, I, I don't want to, you know, yuck your yum. Let me not be that guy. Um, but yeah, that's, you're not catching me in a cave. You're not catching me on a cruise. You, you can, you can count on that. <laughs> and if you do catch me in a cave, that's probably a problem. I'm probably, that's a cry for help. 
I should not be a cave in a cave. It's like, no, I'm not meant for that. I'm not that guy, pal. All right, uh, let's go ahead and move along from boat to bus. Uh, the Associated Press, driver charged after bus carrying wedding guests in Australia rolls over, killing 10 and injuring 25. So this is some sad news. It's definitely no good. It's, no, it's not good. Um, but the driver of a bus was charged Monday after the vehicle carrying wedding guests rolled over a foggy night um, in Australia's wine country killing 10 people and injuring 25 in the nation's most deadly road accident in 30 years. Uh, Brett Button has been in custody since the accident Sunday and will appear in court on Tuesday on multiple charges of dangerous and negligent driving, a police statement said. Um, so, I'm, I mean, that's more or less the crux of it. They do talk about how the conditions were really bad. It was very foggy. Um... You know, they obviously talk about just how sad this, this event is. These people literally met up at this um, winery, this whole wedding, um, you know, it was like taking place or whatever. And now there's just tragedy. You know, there's literally loss of life. So um, super, super fucking sad. Um, I will say, I don't know if it's just because of my American perspective or what have you, but I was surprised that they like immediately like arrested this person and you know this person's immediately going through the system um i'm curious to see how that's going to go given that like you know there were you know natural elements at play um so i mean i imagine there's going to be some investigating like they even say like you know they're going to look at the science look at everything and um take that in consideration i guess into this trial coming up for uh mr button so yeah i mean obviously i do get the the understanding of like yeah like if if the conditions were so bad and you couldn't operate, then like, hey, pull it over or something. Like, I know those are obviously situations that cost money and, you know, you're liable on that end, but better that than loss of life. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess my knee-jerk reaction was like surprised that they just immediately, you know, arrested this guy, you know, and he's immediately going through it. Just because like literally last week we covered a woman who shot through a door and, you know, they're like, oh, okay, well, we got to give it a few days. We got to run through our own investigation and then we're going to do due diligence. Make sure she didn't actually stand her ground or not. I don't know. Needless to say, um, like I said, just a super sad situation. Um, you know, on, on a day that's supposed to be, you know, full of joy. You know, it's a big bummer. Um, but yeah, from one bummer to another. Uh, let's see. CBS New York. I-95 collapse rescue teams find human remains in wreckage of tanker fire disaster in Philadelphia. Uh, this is a quick update. Um, the um, I-95 in Philadelphia situation, it turns out it was a tanker, like a fuel tanker, that was on fire. So that, that does make sense. And then also I just wanted to add that they did find... Um, you know, one person who was in the wreckage. Um, so that's, once again, you know, I'm not really bringing in a lot of joy. I know, I'm sorry. This is one of those bummer episodes. But, um, you know, I, I just wanted to add that quick update to the story that we covered. Um, also that, uh, something I didn't really get into that I've kind of just been listening to as of today, just <clears throat> hearing how long this is going to be 
and how detrimental it is to just the area because this is such a big like highway um you know they're not going to be able to fix this like you know in a couple of weeks this is like massive damage obviously i'm you know what we described was literally like a michael bay fucking film literally a tanker burning so hot it like i don't want to say it melted but it just burnt through the road itself and collapsed um so yeah just really crazy story it's sad that there was an actual loss of life that was something i just kind of wanted to report and add on um but yeah um let's see we have one more story to cover here before i let you go it is lighter no death um but that being said we're gonna get into some you know issues some gripes i have but things that i'm gonna give some credit for i guess you could say credit to a ceo which i feel weird about but you know we gotta give credit where you can in these situations you know Okay. Okay, for real. Um, from WSB TV, uh, Lululemon CEO defends firing two Gwinnett store employees who called uh, police about thieves. So, this is another crime story, actually. Which is part of the reason this is kind of like a delayed story. I feel like this is some shit I picked up last week and was like, oh, am I going to cover it? Am I not? And then I just kind of looked and I was like, no, I do have time today. Let's just go ahead and make it a five stack and talk about it. But the CEO of Lululemon has responded to criticism after his decision to fire two employees from a Peachtree Corners location who called uh, the police mid-robbery. We have a zero tolerance policy that we train our educators on engage around engaging in, during a theft. Um, this is CEO Calvin McDonald. Um, they're trained to step back, let the theft occur, know that there's technology and there's cameras, and we're working with the law enforcement or working with law enforcement. Now, Rachel Rogers, who is one of the employees who was fired, captured the frightening moments on cell phone video last month when three brazen robbers walked into her store and began stealing thousands of dollars worth of clothing from the store at um, the forum shops in Peach Street Corners. Now, I believe it's alleged that this is like a little bit of like a gang, um, which is not an uncommon fucking thing. I hate that this is something that they are narrating now at a national level. Like, it's super seedy, super well-organized, crime syndicate-level fucking shit. Like, uh, let me get anecdotal here. I um, have a pretty good retail background. That's pretty much how I cut my teeth growing up, you know, from, like, 18 to about 25 or so. Um, I'm losing track of the years. But um, I was a little mall rat. I became a little retail worker. I did love working at the mall. I did love doing retail. Now, um, that being said, I also hated it because it's a grind and it's not fun. And a big thing that they tell you is that loss prevention, beating shrink is like the biggest thing. That is the one thing they give a fuck about. That is a, a very true thing. But at the same time, 
most stores have a policy of the only thing that you're supposed to do is loss prevention in the sense of talking to the customer, letting them subtly know that you're aware that what they're doing, like you're stealing, and that, you know, hey, and my favorite thing was like, no, you got to flip it into like an upsell. You got to like, you got to like say, hey, I noticed you have like a bunch of camis. I can hold those at the register for you. Or like, hey, I, we have like jeans to match. Like a motherfucker who's stealing is just going to be annoyed that you're even trying. Plus, they know you're not going to do anything like they're aware of the situation. So we had a situation at the mall I worked at um, where there was this group and they had a whole little name, a whole little thing, and they would literally, yes, they would run through, and they would just steal. And we knew what they were doing. Like, yeah, we'd have a manager or assistant, you know, someone who was like maybe a vet would try to talk to them, but essentially they were going to do what they were going to fucking do. People would steal from our store all the fucking time. It wasn't new. It was common. You did not make a fucking big, huge deal about it. Now, granted, we had mall security, and also... I believe there was at least some, at least one cop or something on the premises, uh, at least maybe on the weekends, whatever. There was at least one, I'm pretty sure. So it's maybe a little bit different at this Lululemon. But that being said, um, I like the idea of saying, hey, we do have a zero tolerance policy of our work coworkers getting physically involved in stopping theft. Because that's the kind of shit that is going to cause a way worse situation. And I remember as a retail worker that you were not supposed to ever get physical. If they are running and they are doing whatever, you let them go. That is what it is. And I believe that these people did get physical, but not only that, they also did call the police. And essentially what Rachel Rogers and the other employee are saying is that we got fired because we called the police. And that's a big no-no. You're not supposed to do that. Um, now the spokesperson from Lululemon has come out and said, no, uh, we'll go ahead and read that. Uh, the two employees at our Peachtree Corners location in Georgia were not terminated for calling the police. They were terminated for knowingly violating our zero tolerance policy related to physically engaging with perpetrators, which put their lives and the safety of our guests and other employees at risk, which I totally fucking agree with. Uh, employees are able and instructed to call 911 when needed, and that was not the cause of termination in this case. We are grateful no one was hurt during the during this altercation. So I do think the coworkers are or employees are the like former employees are grasping at straws here and just trying to just give a reason. That being said, it could be totally true that maybe on the hush, you don't fucking call the police, you let it fucking happen, you report it via paperwork, and that's all you do. When, yes, you should call the police when that shit happens, because you are you don't know what could happen. Because that's what um, uh, Rogers does say, I'll kind of paraphrase here, but essentially she's saying, like, yo, like, you have, like, a knee-jerk reaction to, like, freak out. These people are, like, running circles around you, literally. It's scary. Um, and, um, you know, she says this, so our reaction is to scream, no, get out, leave. Um, so I don't know, but I do think if you are getting physically involved, you shouldn't be doing that. And now if it is just verbal, cause like I said, I didn't actually check a video or anything like that. Lazy, lazy coverage on my end. So sue me. Don't sue me. Please don't. <laughs> um, you know, at the end of the day, you just let it happen, bro. It is not your fucking merchandise. I get it. You're scared. So that regard, like, if it is about calling the police, that would be fucked up. 
But in the situation of if you actually did get physically involved, that's not good. That's a no. That's a no. In that situation, I am actually siding with the corporate overlord CEO, Lululemon guy with the weird glasses. <laughs> I'm team him if, if that's how it went down. Um, obviously, I would love feedback. I love when people get into the news um, with me and we're just in the muck. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Nothing would make me happier. Um, but yeah, that's the episode for today. I thank you so much for tuning in. Also, apologies. I shilled on a Sunday. I normally don't do that. I'm a little bit off the rhythm, off the rhyme. So, um, you know, I'll just let you go nice and peaceful. And hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye. Mwah. Mm-hmm.